going to be okay so as you guys know i am recording these sessions because i'm starting a podcast so that you guys can have this as a resource um going forward my name is Chloe Ballatori. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a relationship and communication expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. I've been doing this work for a little over a decade, and um, it changed my life. And when I saw the power of it, and I saw how it changed people's lives, and I saw I was good at it, I decided to devote my professional life to doing it. Um, all the stuff I'm going to teach you guys is based on psychological and scientific principles, but what's relatively new are the tools to execute on those principles. Um, and so that's what I focus on. I use tools from... Pat Allen, who started, who created androgynous semantic realignment or coined that. Um, I use the tools of Eric Byrne from transactional analysis. And I use tools that I created myself because as I said, I've been doing this work for over 10 years. Um, I see men, I see women, I see couples, I see teenagers. Um, I've also written three books on this subject. The first book is How to Live, Find, Love, and Keep It. I'm going to put this stuff into the chat right now for you guys. Um, and that's really the guidebook for this work, the principles, um, and sort of a reference point. My second book, New Ways of Being, The Pain of Change, is meant to help you once you start doing this work, navigating the changes that you're going to go through, because all change is inherently painful, even change for the better. But what we want to have is productive change, productive pain, right? Um, and then my third book, Secrets to a Good Marriage, What is Love? Because I've been married, oh my God, 21 years which is hard to believe. Okay. So like I said, I have my professional success with this work and I also have my personal success with this work. Um, I was, had been to therapy, um, before, but I had never had a really gratifying experience because I went, I expressed myself. And this is the experience of a lot of people going to emotive therapy. So I went, I expressed myself, and that was nice. I got heard, I got seen, and we all have those needs. But I wasn't given any homework. I wasn't given anything to change. I wasn't given any insight into making myself, um, enabling myself to enjoy life more, right? Um, and so when I found this work, it was really a revelation, Okay, so what am I talking about? What is this work? So when we talk about relationships, the most successful relationships are those that are balanced between here we go, feminine and masculine energy, okay? And balance is one of those um, bellwethers of well-being, right? When we're in balance, 
we're content, we're happy, right? When we're sick, that's always characterized as some kind of imbalance in the system. Um, and this whole universe that we live in is all organized around these two dualities, right? We have masculine and feminine, like I already mentioned, also known as yang and yin. Um, we have pain and pleasure, I already mentioned pain, so we know we're going to have pain in life if we want to have pleasure. Uh, we have night and day, and we have all the gradations in between. If you think of the yin-yang symbol, that's what that sloping is meant to connote, right, is all the gradations in between those two poles of duality. Um, when religions talk about transcending duality, a lot of times what they're talking about is getting to that point of balance in our lives so that we are no longer subject to the extremes of either one, right? So when we really mastered um, how to use our own dual nature and employ our dual nature to the best of our advantage, then we're in balance. We have sort of transcended duality, okay? Now, all of us are masculine and feminine. Alphas have a strong masculine side and a strong feminine side. Betas have one side that is really a lot stronger. Okay. So a lot of this work is, is geared towards alphas because alphas are the ones who have the conflict between the heart and the head the most. Um, and so that's why this rubric is so helpful um, and incisive. Okay, there's a lot of under misunderstanding about masculine and feminine. So I want to give a brief description of those two. Um, and then I'll probably open it up to your questions after that. So masculine, the yang energy of life. This is doing, competitive, conquering, controlling, the world of ideas, stuff. Um, most of us are in our masculine energy when we're at work because we're competing, we're giving our ideas, we're doing things, okay? It's giving, it's taking care of, it's nurturing. Yes, these are masculine yang qualities. This is the left brain. It's logical, linear, single-minded, okay? The metaphor for masculine energy is often expressed as bricks. Then we have the right brain, which is more feminine which is the world of emotions, sensuality, sexuality, um, passive, patient, vulnerable, receiving energy, spirituality. Um, feminine energy is in the world to make it fun, but it's not of the world the way masculine energy is, okay? So all of us have these two sides. And when they're both, when we have a strong masculine side and a strong feminine side, it can sometimes be difficult to know which side we need to employ when. Now, anybody who, had, who has had any kind of childhood trauma between the ages of zero to 12 are probably going to be a little bit more prone to having an imbalance um, than if you had just 
you know, a stable, healthy, happy childhood. Now we're finding that that's kind of a myth that almost no one has one of those childhoods. <laughs> so it's just kind of a question of how much trauma you have gone through as a child and why is it so important? Why can't we just get over it after it's over? A lot of people, at least when I was growing up, that was the attitude, you know, it's like, okay, you had a bad childhood, but you're done now. You're 20. It's over. Um, but the problem is, is that anything that happens between the ages of zero to 12 affects us more than anything that happens after that because it's occurring during certain critical developmental windows, okay? I mean, Freud thought you were cooked by age three. We now know that that's not true. We can change the brain. The brain isn't fixed. It is plastic, but it does take work and it takes a lot of awareness because what we develop when we're children are coping mechanisms that we think are existential truths, but are really just strategies of the moment to get along with the people who own the refrigerator because we have to survive. We're human children. We're very dependent, right? It's not like our mothers birth us and then, you know, we can just survive on our own. So we need resources. We need shelter. And sometimes, oftentimes that's at the cost of our authenticity. The problem is we take those coping mechanisms from childhood, which we learn to understand as existential truths, and we try to use them when we grow up. And that's when we sabotage our relationships. And our trauma always shows up first in our most intimate relationships. And look, this isn't easy. These patterns are very, can be very ingrained. And, you know, this is the result of what Freud and Alice Miller called the repetition compulsion, um, which basically means that we're doomed to repeat that which we don't understand and that which we're accustomed to, because what we're accustomed to is familiar and it brings a comfort simply because of that. However, it is a limiting comfort and it doesn't really allow us to live to our full potential. Okay. So most of the coping mechanisms that you learned in childhood really don't work when you become an adult and really don't help you get what you want. So all of this work is about helping you get what you want um, and bringing you back into balance. Because when you do go through childhood trauma, you often enter what's called an egodystonic state, meaning that when you're supposed to be in your feminine energy and you want to be using that. You're using your masculine side when you want to be using your masculine energy and you think you, and, and, and you need to be using that you, you go into your feminine. So you're literally doing the opposite of what will accomplish your goals. So this is all about bringing you into balance. Um, I work with a lot of overachieving women who are very masculine and have really, you know, succeeded in their professional lives, but have trouble getting dates because they don't want to be masculine on a date, but they don't know how to sit back and relax. So that's an example of some of the work that I do. Um, okay. So that's my basic spiel. Now I'm going to open it up for questions. And I also love to get your guys' updates. Um, so if you have a question or you have an update, raise your hand, put it in the chat. 
Um, and we will be off to the races. This is the one free event that I do. Um, so take advantage. And even though I know sometimes it's hard to share in a room full of strangers, sometimes it's kind of easier because no one knows you. And you can be honest. Okay. I will, Lee, if you raise your hand, I will unmute you, but there's not going to be any video. Hello. Can you hear me, Chloe? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, what's the one day I finally get a good camera and I can't turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. How can I help you? What's been going well, on? Are we fin I finished the semester. I have my Thursday nights free now indefinitely. So Yay! see you and just check in. I I've been watching your TikTok videos. I've been watching these short little bursts of you on TikTok, it looks like. Mm -hmm. So it's great. Oh, good. I'm glad you're getting um, something out of those. I think it's like... Uh, great marketing for you. It helps people connect with you fast. And, you know, you're, you're very photogenic and you're very personable. So it's great. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, here, there's my... I put in the chat again, my TikTok, if you guys want to check that out. Um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's funny. This work is really kind of, there's a lot of bite-sized aspects of this work. I mean, it's also great to go deep with people, but there's also just like a lot of bite-sized aspects that I've been getting a kick out of doing. And then TikTok's kind of wild. Like I haven't been trying to push the envelope, but people mm -hmm. are, are responding kind of in crazy ways. <laughs> so that's it. been fun. It's been kind of funny. But anyway, so what's been going on? How can I help you? Well, I, I, um, I'll be brief. I'll, I want to give other people a chance to participate quickly. So I'll just sum it up. I've, um, I had, as you may recall from before, when, before I had my night class to teach and right. I was coming regularly, I show, I shared a story with you about kind of like an experience I had Halloween and putting on the costume and how it, it sort of changed my way of seeing myself and I thought wonder if I can I was thinking about you know really just investing in myself Excellent. And, and so I did and and so the week of Valentine's I met a lot of people and it was very successful and it, I it was the first time I've able really able to connect with a woman or a group of women in, in that short of a time frame and it was nothing no boundaries were crossed everything was of course very safe but um what do you mean you met a lot of women online you went you I, asked girls I, out what happened well unfortunately i i caved in after the holidays and i i got back on the darn dating apps which i i still do not like i'm still preference to meeting people in real life i still think that's really the way to go but i had a very positive response and you know i've been using the techniques i've been always my approach is seated in everything you've sort of taught us and it it really helps me find out if she's got desire burning desire or not if she wants to meet me or not i i know by just those eye contact the smile how do you feel about going yes. to something you know and that's just I, I wish more men had that kind of approach to women yeah. because 
I think there are a lot of women out there that are uncomfortable with the way men can be. And, you know, but it's helped me increase the uh, ratio or whatever you want to call it, the number of, of, of potential plates or candidates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's increased the the likelihood, I think, of finding someone. And I, yeah, I'm it's still, a game changer. It's a game changer. It is. Now I still have not. I mean, it's been a, it's been almost two or three years since I've really been with one. It's been I've been saving myself. I've been very investing in myself, and so I've been very careful to not just, you know, it's what I'm getting into. So right, but it's I will say that you know, um. I am seeing an improvement and it's been a real psychological journey for me, but um, this is, these tools are great and it's helping me uh, in a lot of ways. And it's, and also I think you have a great community here. I think you have built and are building a community of people that are, that share similar experiences. And that's, there's a lot of value in that. So, so thanks for all of this. And, you know, I'm, it's a journey. I'm still moving forward, but I think each day I'm a little closer to, you know, finding a woman that, that wants to go the distance and can be at least be a girlfriend, a steady girlfriend is my goal, you know, in the initial right. phase of it. And so I'm, I'm, I have no problem meeting people now. It's, you know, before I took your things, before I came, I was, I really was not interested in pursuit. I was really shut down and I did not have any confidence and I did not have under really know how to approach a woman without being creepy. And now I know. Now yes, it's so good. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. This was not a paid <laughs> announcement, by the way. But um, I'd love to hear your guys' success stories. And that's like, you know, obviously one of the main reasons I'm doing this work is because it's so gratifying. And I do get to hear a lot of success stories. Um, and you have, I mean, Lee, I just want to reflect back to you. You've made an incredible journey. Like when you started in this group, like a year ago, you were going to that meetup but you weren't really talking to anybody and you were pretty down about things and like oh, you oh, know yeah. very skeptical about anything working at all yeah social anxiety big time and you know i mean i think your tools but also i i did have a catharsis after over halloween when i good yes so that, that's I what it's meant to provoke i really did change my my look i got i i invested in myself my parents i i decided to really put some thought into this and artist artistically make myself presentable. And, and, and I'm telling you, it's, maybe it's psychological, maybe it's the tools, maybe it's the physical no, stuff. You're doing but, the work, but I mean, I'm guiding you, but you're doing the work and that's just, changing your energy. And it's meant to provoke a catharsis. It is like, yeah. I can tell you and the subtle changes I've noticed are, no, well, even not even around women, but I get really great service everywhere I go. Yay! The bar or a restaurant, and they really the servers are more attentive to me. The women in these groups, they do circle around me more. I see them sort of wanting to be seen. It's a very interesting phenomenon. I've never seen women do this before, where they just sort of smile at me and circle around me and want want me to see them. I'm like, oh, that's a phenomenon. That's a life chance. Another thing I've observed. So it's, you know, it's, and the hardest part was just, well, there's, there's a lot I can share the cameras off, but it's, you know, it's strangers. And so I probably should keep some of this personal, but, but it's, you know, it's, it's been a very pivotal, the last year and a half has been uh, after the pandemic. I mean, I just, 
I always became much more social and, but found it difficult to do, but your tools really helped me, helped me. I had, I had a guide, I had training wheels, you know, I had a guidepost. I could, I knew what to do and what to say in a situation. I, I don't have to be nervous about asking a woman out. There's a way to do it. There's a way to approach someone. And, and it, I think the biggest thing now is if they say no, what are they, you know, how do you, how the, the rejections are often sting, but um, right. can you hear, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. 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 I saw that in the, in the chat too. Um, I, don't, I don't know, Marcus, maybe turn up the volume. Um, you, I'll, I'll shut up and pass the baton. Thank you for your work. It's nice to be back. I hope to see you again next yay! week. Hopefully the cameras will be working. No, I'm doing, I'm doing that. Like I just, I decided to just turn them off for a while because most nope. people were having them off and you okay. know, we'll, well see, we'll see how it goes. Audio is great. It leaves a lot to the imagination. Exactly. 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 Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, there's like a privacy aspect of it. So sure. I so we'll see. I just, you know, just playing with it. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Chloe. It's good to hear your voice and I'll pass it on to the next person. Okay. I'm really happy to hear that things are going well and you do sound a lot more confident and optimistic. And like, I'm so happy that you're meeting, you know, women and it's like a regular thing now, because I remember when, you know, you started, it was just like, you know, you were really working up your, and this is fine. There's no judgment on this. You've just come such a long way. I mean, cause in the beginning you were like really working up your courage to talk to one woman. And now you're like, you know, in there and you changed your energy. And, you know, that's the great thing about this work. And what Lee's been saying is like, you change your energy and you see all these other changes on top of it. And that is really, um, that is really gratifying. Okay. Okay. There is a question in the chat from Nil but I'm not seeing him here. So, okay, I'm going to move on. Quinton. Hi, Chloe. Uh, thank you for uh, allowing me to speak and thank you for your work too. And congratulations, Lee. That's pretty awesome. Uh, awesome to hear. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of new to this, but um, I, I mean, I found you on Meetup and I, I thought this would, you know, actually be a good opportunity to kind of share what's what I've been dealing with. Um, and uh, per my experience, I, I grew up uh, and I was raised mostly uh, by my mom, by my aunt, by my grandmother. Uh, of course, I had my granddad and my my uncle. I, I didn't really know my dad that much. Um, so I, I had a lot of feminine energy in my house, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, I didn't notice how, um, significant that feminine energy was in my life until my mom, my aunt and my grandmother passed. And, uh, I, I didn't realize how much I confided with, uh, with them and, uh, and just kind of going through that time, I noticed I didn't really have anybody to talk to, um, at least, you know, for the deepest things that I always shared with them. And uh, kind going of during through that, which time? What do you mean? What, uh, 
what uh, the just kind of the grieving period of uh of when my my mom my my aunt pat my, my okay. grandmother passed first my aunt uh, and then my mom okay. um and, and this Got was it. kind of recent um, okay but i i noticed that it was a a thing because um i noticed i i started going to strip clubs more more often i started watching pornography more often um and really strip clubs because honestly it was very easy to sit down and actually talk to someone because i mean that's what they're they're paid to to do yeah um and i i guess kind of the the male side of me was like hey i want to take you home so you know I'm, I'm doing everything I can just like, eat, you know, spending money, uh, talking. Um, and essentially, or eventually I, I did end up having one person to come home with me. And, uh, and we actually ended up just kind of hanging out more often, more often. And I guess kind of more my naivety, naivety, I, we were always eating out. So I was always buying dinner. I was always doing things. I, I wasn't necessarily paying her for her company, but at the same time, it's, it's kind of like, well, you know, if I don't pay for the dinner, then, you know, I, I you probably won't spend right. time. You're with courting me, her. You're courting. Right. Okay. Right. And, um, and I mean, it, it actually was a decent relationship because uh, she reminded me everything of um, my mom my aunt, and my grandmother. In fact, her name was the exact same name as my mom. And wow. I'm like, oh, this is this is totally crazy. It must be it must be meant to be and all of this and that. <laughs> right. You know, and um, and I mean, just talking with others and bringing up the fact that, oh, yeah, I paid for this and, you know, bought her ticket for this and that. And they're like, dude, bro, you're just wasting money. And it just made me start realizing, like, oh, maybe I am just maybe she is just kind of using me and uh so that relationship kind of started turning sour um i just from kind of that seed being planted and it just kind of hurt me a little bit because i i really thought this person was interesting okay. so you know, let me yeah. stop you for a second sure, sure that is the role of the masculine energy is to court and is to pay for the woman once mm-hmm. you're in the relationship then it's like you know, you can negotiate something different, but if you want to be in the masculine energy, I mean, I don't really, you, she was still, she was still showing up. She was giving you her company and her time and all of that. Right. Right. I mean, it does just because you're paying for dinner doesn't mean that the relate she's using you. Well, yeah, I mean, that and I, I mean, it was also like, hey, I'm going on a, uh, I, I got to go fly to my, see my parents. Uh, can you help pay for my ticket? All right, here's 300 bucks or something. Okay. To ticket. I mean, and, 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 and yeah, in a sense, I, I totally get it. I, I, I'm from the South, so we're all about the gentleman, gentleman. Right, right. Taking care uh, of them. Absolutely, which is, is perfectly fine. But then I, I think that one seed of thought just kind of like got planted and it, I, I began to question it. Am I really doing this right? Is like, I'm, I'm you know, and right. Even- well, there's a, yeah. I mean, there's a couple things. I mean, you know, I understand transactions with 
um, sex workers are very attractive because they're very straightforward, you know, mm. and what Lee was saying is true. It's like a, a lot of men and women don't know how to really interact, right? We're not taught mm. this in school. So I can totally see why that was appealing and why you wanted to start dating this girl. Um, yeah. Now, sometimes the thing that I will say, and this is not a knock against sex work at all, but there aren't that many women who are doing sex work voluntarily, meaning that for most women who are doing it, it's like their last option or mm. their only option. And so that does put them sort of in a bit of a desperate situation and if you want to have a long-term relationship with a woman or a girl um it's or a girlfriend you have to think about whether or not that that's maybe that is a good setup for you yeah. you can take care of this girl and you can give her a life maybe something that she's never had i don't know but you just have to be clear about what your goals are if you're just dating a girl, she's asking you for money. That's up to you. You can say yes. You can say no. You're not you're not under any kind of um, obligation. It's different if you're in a relationship. So what I'm hearing is you're just dating, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and this was a while ago, too, because we, okay. we kind of broke it off. But but yeah, I, I, I felt I felt totally fine with that until that had been said and but that was said by one of your friends right 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 so you have to really be careful taking advice from friends even if they mean well they often don't know what the hell they're talking about unless they've been trained in this work or something like this work Mm -hmm. and so so much of the time part of my work is like don't listen to your friends because they Mm -hmm. will poison your mind and so i don't know Mm -hmm. this girl might this might deserve a, a second chance what do you think? Yeah, I I mean, honestly, I I feel that way. Um, mainly, and I'll just to add a little bit more depth to it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm Christian. She's and I found out that she was Christian too, and she was a little bit more about it than you know how people say I'm I'm a Christian and all this, but um, but she we 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 saw um spirituality uh along the same a uh, very similar uh line that's and, very important yeah and, and especially coming from my home and background all of my parents raised me in church and so very uh, very spiritual background so this would have been probably one of if not an important one of the most important things to our qualities that i would consider um and i, I mean it's I, I've tried to reach out more and more uh, just on, you know, different terms and things of that nature. Um, but now she's been uh, saying that, Hey, I, I want to just kind of pause away from even from guys in general, because she's had problems uh, in, you know, this area as well. And, and which I've been trying to encourage her to, and I'm like, Hey, I've, I've had problems too. Um, uh, and just, you know, now I'm just trying to understand um I, I, I've, I've been hurt before, not just by girls, but um, I, there was there was an experience I had back in college when uh, 
a friend i thought it was a friend uh it's like hey this girl wants to talk to you uh send her a picture of your of your dick and i'm like okay uh, I, right again so that's I already even, a red flag because girls don't want that yeah yeah <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> I mean, looking back on it now, this is now over 10 years ago. But, right. But yeah, I mean, you know, in the moment, because uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I was a virgin until I was 19. So I was very sheltered in things. And um, and I did that. And it turns out all this, this was just a dude that was homosexual or bisexual, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, And he started trying to come on to me and that just kind of really shut me off uh subconsciously to people or to and and not just people but even more specifically just friendships with guys um because then i think subconsciously i'm like dude i I don't even want to get close to a, a a guy because like what if this person turns this way or right um, well, and I, I mean, I, yeah yeah i want to stop you for a second because i just want to say that's always a danger and that is mm-hmm. such a that's i think that's one of the the hardest things is that all of us have been hurt and you know especially in childhood for some of us and that doesn't make you real eager to enter into more relationships yet we know we're social animals and we need relationships and we need connection unfortunately there's no way of operating on this planet without experiencing pain right but you're having really big reactions to um like i would consider that what happened with the the guy in college you had you were triggered your reaction was a triggered reaction meaning you had kind of a trauma response Mm. you know because it caused you to you know it was just one interaction with this guy where you sent a dick pic and you know it caused you to completely shut down relationships or friendships so to me that's a indication that there's some issue that that's triggering when we talk about triggers it's never really what's happening in the moment. It's a hearkening back to something that happened in childhood. Um, so that's just maybe something you might want to investigate, um, that there might be some traumas or issues from your childhood that are holding you back in some of these situations because you were forming a connection with a girl and then your friend said something and then you pretty much break, broke it off based just on what your friend said, you know? Right. So it's not really reflecting a strong sense of self and self-confidence, mm-hmm. which, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I get it. Like, you know, a lot of things happen and you're in a sensitive state because, you know, your mom and your grandma passed. Um, So, one of the things when you're entering, because it does sound to me like you want to have a girlfriend, right? I I do, and I think right now I'm 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 in uh, school for doctor work, and I own a business or in a business, so I'm I'm like in a state where it's like I I'm putting most of my energy into these two things until at least one of them kind of more so runs more smoothly on its own uh I, but i would i i, I do miss that companionship 
Yeah, every, nobody wants to be alone. There's no shame in wanting to be in a relationship. So I just want to give you a few things to do so that you can start meeting girl more women, more girls, more women, so you can have more candidates going for yourself. And, um, you know, like I said, I think, look, it sounds like you want to be in the masculine energy taken care of. That means you want your thoughts respected first. So you will be looking at women whose feelings you can cherish. So if you do want to reconnect with this other woman, you know, I understand she's been hurt and she's had, you know, she's look, we're all damaged goods. (laughs) Most of us Mm -hmm. are fixers. So it's only really about whether or not somebody is teachable and open to new ways of being because sounds like she's got some issues too, but I think that there might be some life in that relationship so I think it may be worth, you know, continuing to reach out to her um, and do so in a cherishing way. So if you, if, you know, say, how are you feeling today? You know, inquire about her feelings. Um, if you want to ask her out, ask her, how does she feel about going to dinner with you? Right. Things like that. Um, you know, men kind of have or get a chip on their shoulder sometimes about paying for things. Um, I just want to tell you guys, there's not this like group of women out here who are trying to get free dinners off of you. Okay. I'm not saying, (laughs) I'm not saying that, that there aren't gold diggers in the world. There are, of course, but I'm saying, you know, it's, you get something out of it when you do take, when you take care of a woman, Um, she receives, you give you know, that those are the masculine and feminine roles. To be honest, money's the easiest thing to give of everything, you know? Um, And it doesn't even sound like there was that much money at stake, but, you know, of course, if you are, if you have an instinct or an intuition that somebody is using you or taking advantage of you, by all means, heed that. But it just doesn't sound like there that happened in this case so that's all i'm saying is just you know she might be worth pursuing again are you online where are you looking for girls um i'm I'm, honestly i'm i'm kind of like lee i i don't really do online so much i i I love the in-person stuff Uh, right okay so i'm gonna give you five flirts that i want you to be doing and this is part of the tools that um i taught lee and that lee was referencing okay so four flirts are going to be just while you're in the course of your day you're walking to class you're you know taking your dog to the park you're grocery shopping you're you know whatever it is you're you're getting your coffee whatever it is you're doing when you see a woman that you like that you are attracted to you're going to give five seconds of eye contact and smile at the same time. Okay. Not separate times. Somebody was doing a separate times and that wasn't going well. Same time. If she responds with more with, you know, if she returns the eye contact and smiles, that's your signal that you can approach. Okay. So four of those are going to be just while you're in the course of your day. One day a week, I want you to plant yourself somewhere, a coffee shop, a bookstore, a museum, wherever it is, you know, 
somewhere you can sit for like 45 minutes or an hour, go alone, you know, bring a book, bring your phone, whatever. And that way, if somebody comes in, and obviously pick somewhere where you like, you know, the look of the people there, um, you know, hotel bar or, you know, I have clients learning to play golf just to meet people or getting dogs just to meet people. Um, so, you know, wherever it is, plant yourself there. And if you find a place that you like, you go there regularly, people will get to know you. Um, and then that takes the pressure off a little bit. You know, that's why so many people learn, uh, so many people meet and at work because you learn about somebody in a low stress environment in the sense that, you know, you're not having to keep making dates or whatever. Right. So find a place you like experiment with it a little bit, but if you like a place and it's working for you, keep going back. And that when, when you're seated and you do the eye contact and smile, then you really have a chance to talk to somebody and get to know them, you know, go 45 Mm -hmm. minutes or an hour, like once a week. Um, I know Lee was going to a in real life meetup that he was having a lot of success at. Um, so try that. And then, um, and I guarantee you'll meet some, you'll meet people that way. And then also my other homework for you is to try to resuscitate things. See if there's any life left with this other, with this girl you were dating before. Yeah. Okay. For sure. I, I, a funny story. I actually like, I, I want to say a, a dream, but you know, it's like, that state where you're asleep but not really asleep yeah and you I I kind of had a I don't know a dream vision of like possibly reconnecting with this this one girl and I I was not thinking about her at the time but it just kind of this kind of dropped in my head so so maybe so I mean uh, she's it sounds like there's some life in that and I really like that you guys have, you know, that's so important for a relationship to work. You need chemistry, compatibility, and communication. Sounds like you guys had the chemistry and also sounds like you guys had the compatibility because you share the same values. Mm-hmm. So the communication is the thing we can work on the most. So, you know, let me know how it goes. I love to hear from you guys, either come back or you can reach out to me on Instagram or through my website here. I'll put my stuff in the chat again. Oops. Okay. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm just looking at the the chat. Thank thank you yeah. guys for all your <laughs> responses. <laughs> um, yeah, this is you know I really want this to be a safe place and a supportive community. I mean that's part of what why I'm doing this work is so that we can we the great thing about doing these groups, I love working one-on-one, but I also love doing these groups because we really get a chance to learn so much about one another. And we, what we learn is how much we have in common for the most part, you know? And so it just accelerates the process. Um, and I also teach this work in smaller groups, um, a couple times a year and that's in here too. That's the module packages. So those are like smaller groups. We meet for longer. Um, and that's kind of a hybrid between this group and having a private, if you're interested in that. Okay. So I look forward to your report. Thank you for sharing, Quentin. Yes. Thank you, Miss Chloe. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. You too. Okay. And you guys can ask questions about other people's work as well. It's not just um, your own questions. Okay. 
this is somebody who's not in the meeting right now. Okay. Okay, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello, Chloe. How are you doing? I'm good, um, thank you. How can I help you? I am here today because I met a girl that I had a crush on in middle school. And I was going through a lot of things. I was kind of like Quentin. I was moved around from my dad and stepmom to another dad and stepmom and flown back to New Mexico where I reside now. And my mother's home. She passed away in 2019. Wow. What a theme. I mean, <laughs> and yeah. it happens it, like that, though. It, I, that's like the magic of this room. OK, go ahead. One day carrying in groceries here at my mom's house for her. I must have been five or six years old. Apple juice came in glass jars with a little ring loop around them. And so it slipped off my finger and she turned around and slapped me. And I was just on my way to go visit my dad in Houston, Texas. And so he came into the bathroom. I was taking a leak and he said, son, I just want to know who do you want to live with? Do you want to live with me or your mom? It's an important question. And I, I said, you know, I kind of startled me because I was using the restroom. I said, they can't wait. And he said, no, it's kind of important. And I said, well, I want to live with you. And he said, why? I told him that incident. And he said, well, you never have to worry about your mom hitting you again. Growing up, though, I would do something that my stepmother didn't like. And I'd get whipped by belts and uh, leather flip-flops and all kinds of stuff. Uh, there was so you time... went to live with your dad and then yeah. your stepmom abused you? My stepmom abused me just because, oh. you know, she was given permission to pop me or spank me or whatever. And so it made me really dislike her. Right. And then I was about eight years old. And this is a little embarrassing for me. I, I kept this a secret all my life, but or I've told people recently, but growing up in middle school and high school, you can't tell this, but my dad and her were doing, I assume, crack cocaine one night. I was sleeping in the motor home, and I was up above the driver's seat and passenger seat and we'll pull down bed. And so my dad came to me. He's like, here, son, hit this. And he's twisting a pipe in my mouth. I'm eight years old, so I'm oh. going to do what my dad's telling me, you know? Right. And so he's like, come here, come to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom, and there's my stepmom, who's beating me with flip-flops and everything stand naked and he's like tell her your name is john i'm like my name is john and so she performs fellatio on me and we go to the back and he's telling me what to do and i wake up and i'm I, i'm thinking it's all a dream or just what in the world happened you know because that was the first time i'd ever had that crack coke um whatever it was and so when I got into high school, I didn't date or anybody. When I got out of high school, I got into RX-7s, uh, little sports cars and Camaros. And right now I got a 300ZX twin turbo. So I got into cars and I, I didn't care about women. I care about working on my car. And then the first girlfriend was, I believe, 2000, uh, 2001, right after high school. And she can't, I like your car. Uh, yeah, I like it too. <laughs> and so we started dating and she would come over. She'd walk from her mother's house all the way to my house. And we had a bad breakup. And it was mainly because I asked her the question, how many guys you've been with? And I was 18. She was 18. She was like, uh, I said, what do you mean? Uh, she said, well, I don't know. I've been sleeping with guys since I was 12 years old. And I was just like, oh, wow. And I said, well, you're the only second girl, you know, my step, my, I don't know if I told her, I'm sure I probably did, but my stepmother was first one and you're the second one. 
And so we had a relationship for about four years until my dad took her to the hotel. I so I was messed up off a uh, crack came, uh, came involved around that time too. So about 2001 and before it was like 1991, two or three when I, when I was a kid. And uh, so he took, I, I said, dad, I'm too messed up to drive. Will you go pick up my girlfriends? He said, sure. And so he picked her up, but they never came back home. And so I ended up walking over to her mother's house in the middle of the night down a dark country road in South Carolina got to her mother's house and knocked on the door no your dad picked her up hours ago and so I thought I saw my Camaro coming back down the road I jumped up in the woods and started crying I went back to the house they still weren't there and I woke up the next morning and my dad came in and threw one of those little mini miniature cassette tapes at me the recorder things and he's like here I just want you to know what kind of slut of a girlfriend you got and I was like, Dad, I don't want to hear that. What happened last night? And I played tape. And so I called her up immediately. And I said, what happened last night? She started crying. She said, nothing happened. I said, don't lie to me. I know something happened. And so she said that, well, he said, I would never see you again. And I said, well, where were you when he was renting the hotel room? They got a hotel room and they had like an eight ball or something. And well, I was in the car. I said, why didn't you run from the car then? She said, well, I was across town. I didn't know where I was. And I just didn't know if that was true or not. So that relationship ended pretty bad. Okay. I, I got with the other couple of girls in between. Um, my dad was selling. I mean, that sounds like really yeah, a lot. <laughs> it it, it like is. So and much. so I know you have. Have you started your healing journey? On that, yes, uh, we've talked recently. She's with another guy. She's happy. Um, I really don't know what how, to do. How long ago was that? Well, that what's your was, question for me? What's your question for me? My question now is I got a girlfriend I met in middle school. It was a crush. I, was, I saw her. We said, hey, and did some math questions together, whatever. We met um, in 2020, I guess, or something during the pandemic. I got a yearbook and went through it and hit her up. And so she said, well, can I move out there? And I said, well, sh I don't know. You know, I'm living here. My grandfather's my grandfather owns two houses and he's let me live in one house and he lives over in another house with my grandmother. This and is happening now. Yeah, this is still happening now. I'm trying. Okay, to so you're living with your grandpa. No, I'm living by myself in my grandfather's one of his homes. Oh, owns, OK. OK. Yeah, he owns two homes. OK, right so he's place. not there. He's not here yet. Okay, got it. And so he bought me that $17,000, 300ZX, and he's trying to get me. I'm trying to find work out here. It's in New Mexico, so it's really hard to find places to work out. And they mostly want women. I've tried at the hotels. I've tried at the restaurants. I've tried. I used to do some oil work for a friend. Okay. So it, that's her main problem was I had no income. And what Quentin was saying, oh, you know, I, he felt like he had, yeah. I feel the same way that I would like to buy her stuff. This last Christmas, she bought everything and she gave me money to go buy her gifts. And you don't know how crappy that just made me feel. Yeah. And so and that's a good it, point. later it was thrown in my face too. And so trying to find work out here has been the major problem. I used to do construction growing up. Right. And I 
I, I hurt my back. I fell off a roof and stuff. And so I've been filing for disability. She knew I was filing for disability. Came out here. I last the last thing I did, there was some movie uh, background castings that came to town. They said, Hey, we're looking for background actors. Do you want to join? And so I told her about it. I said, Oh, it's probably just a scam. You know, I'm hip to I that's why I don't internet uh internet. Mm-hmm. I don't date online either, just because all the scams. So uh I, she said, you know, you need to go try it. And so I went and tried it. And sure enough, the next day I was working with Bruce Willis, right. and Al son and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I worked for another movie with Tyrese and Thomas Jane. And so I got about two. Good. So you got some money. I got some money. And so we went and spent it, had some meals and stuff. And I was paying for it. But then as soon as all of it was gone, she had two jobs. She had one at a hotel, not at the same time. One at a hotel and one at an adult sex shop. And so adult sex shop, she was bringing home really good money. And then she quit that because she was doing the stuff called Kratom. And she was sneaking my anxiety meds behind my back and mm. says she was selling them. But she was just coming home every day from work. So like this, this is something that I'm just hearing. I'm not uh-huh. hearing a question, but I want to yes, point ma'am. out to you. That you have a lot of people in your life who are telling you one thing and doing another, and you need to pay attention to their actions, not their words. Their actions. I've heard that recently by her end. So that's your first thing. Um, I mean, unless you have a specific question, I'm going to cut you off because we're almost out of time. No, that's okay. I my I was just trying to. She already told me that she's with another dude. She went to go see her mom on the Greyhound. My grandfather got her there. She said she was going to come back. Took called me from the hospital. Said she was having seizures. She was drinking and taking kratom there at her mom's and Xanax. Uh, I mean, I just want you to. I don't know. I mean, you've had a lot of um, trauma in your past and I do want to help you. I don't think that this, like there's a, there's a lot. Um, Overall, I want you, you know, you're going to, you're going to have to, you know, break a lot of these patterns from your past. And so that's going to take a little bit of effort and a little bit of time for you um so either i'm thinking if you want to um book a private or you know just keep coming back but the more you can formulate stuff into things that you want and then if you have questions about that that's how i can help you the most Okay. I, I was just trying to give you a brief and it's hard to sum it all up. And Yeah. And you don't need to. That's what I also want to say. You don't <laughs> need to. You can just tell me. Your, it's not like I don't need to hear the whole story because this way that this work is and and no. I am good at it. Um, yeah. If you just tell me your question, I will get to the bottom of it, whatever it is. Okay. Does that make sense? The question is, should I just let this one go, move on, or is she really worth fighting for and helping her through her demons, I guess? Um, well, she already said she's dating somebody else, right? Right. So, no, let's not fight for her. No. Okay. She's got a lot of problems, and you have... 
not that that's a bad thing in in and of itself, but I'm worried that she's going to take you down and you need your strength. So in general, I want you to, okay, I'm going to give you a tool that I want you to do. And it's called setting your Lyman. You take a piece of paper and it's kind of like a next level agenda. You know, you can have your calendar, your whatever, your reminder, you can do all that, but this is next level. You take a piece of paper, you divide it in half. On one side, you put all the things you have to do in the day, all your goals. Like if you have to go to work or I'm going to look for work or I'm going, you know, it depends what, all the things, you know, maybe a doctor's appointment, all the things that you have to do, all your masculine things. Okay. Okay. And and that will help you because I want you to put times down as be as specific as possible with times, how much time you're going to spend on things. So you can start to like really chart um, how, what goals you want to achieve and how you're going to do that. And it's going to take like step-by-step every day working on stuff. Right. Right. It's just like getting in shape. You know, you're never going to get in shape if you never, if you don't go to the gym, you have to go and one day, two days isn't enough. You have to keep at it. So I want you to start thinking about the things that you really want in life and putting them on this piece of paper. And then on the right side, you're going to do your, yin things. Those are things that you're just doing every day for pure pleasure. So it's, you can't just only be, you know, go, go, go all the time. You have to also give yourself some time, at least an hour a day to just be in nature, um, you know, maybe take a nap, get a massage, whatever it is that you enjoy that is an end in itself. Gotcha. Um, make sure i just wrote it down too and i, I did like okay, what you good. told uh i think it was quentin go somewhere where you like to meet people at least once a week yeah do those early. five flirts absolutely do those five flirts and those are you know those things are all in my book my first book which is only like 15 dollars on amazon so you can get that um okay and yeah so try when you do these things what you start to create for yourself is a life where you are literally doing the things either that you want to do towards a goal and the things that you enjoy doing. And so your life just starts to take a, you get a little bit more um, authority over your own life. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And that will start to build your confidence and that'll be a good foundation for more work but i appreciate your sharing i appreciate your coming um and yeah let's see how it goes i look forward to your updates <laughs> and the private sessions are do those cost or those yeah free yes or? i charge two hundred dollars okay. an hour but i also work in shorter bursts so if you think we can do something in 15 minutes then 50 dollars if you come yes. to this group, that's only for people who already know my work. Otherwise, 15 minutes isn't going to be enough. But since you're here, you already know my work. I'll give you a 15 minute if you, Thank you for need it. Thank you. And you I'm sorry it took so long. No, don't apologize. It's, uh, you know, it's your first time. I understand. Yeah. I completely understand. <laughs> and it was nice hearing Lee's story earlier as well. 
yeah, Lee has come a long way. And we've had a number of really great success stories in this group from people who were literally like when I started this group on Meetup, which was just a little over a year ago, people were coming in and they were saying, that's not going to work. You know, a lot of optimism. <laughs> right. I know. I won't. Nobody. No. And then, you know, people it's working. People are always shocked at how well this stuff works, but it really does work. Okay. I'm going to take one more question. I usually wrap it up right now at seven, but um, okay. Joe, I think your hand's been up for a while. Do you have something um, quick that I can help you with? Yeah. Um, last week, you I think you talked about uh, age difference. Yes. And I'm going back to college. Um, and so there's the you know big age range there between faculty and students right and um so i'm uh so i'm, I'm 42 and you know so I, I mean i'm not sure what my range should be i'm probably usually too conservative about like if i should stick between you know 35 and 45 but um i'm just wondering about that i, I think a woman maybe in her mid-40s sat down next to me during a class we chatted and then when I was in the gym um you know like a uh, a girl maybe in her early 20s kind of did the like look at me smile and then look away thing and um that's good yeah so I but again like early 20s didn't I mean I don't want to but I, like I'm just trying to get an idea of the range okay. I should work there's in. no should if she's over 18 it's okay um the problem with age difference relationships is usually when there's an issue about one person in the relationship being predatory. It could be the older man. It could be the younger woman. It could be the older woman. It could be the younger man. You know, we've already had people in this room tonight saying they were concerned about somebody being predatory, trying to get dinners out of them. Right. So we have to kind of examine some of these beliefs and wh what they're rooted in. I don't think that there, you know, I don't know you. I, it's hard for me to say there's only a certain age range you should be looking at. Instead, try looking more at the person. And then, of course, like if you want to start a family or something like that, don't go for a woman over 40. That's not you're not going to have a good shot at starting a family. Right. That's one thing, because there's that biological marker there. But other than that, I'm like, have at it. If you want to date the 20-year-old, date her. If you want to date the 45-year-old, date her. You know, see who you like the most. Does that answer your question? <laughs> I'm, I'm, there you go. Yeah, I'm used to muting and unmuting. And, and it's zero. okay. Um, yeah, that makes more sense, I guess. I, I just didn't want to be a creep or, you know, but yeah, I can I can see it depending on what the situation is and doing the, you know, if I'm doing the, the flirting thing and if, or if the person's into it or whatever, then. Right. This is how you it. prevent be so many men don't approach because they don't want to be creeps. So that then we women are left in the position of we're only getting approached by creeps. Okay. <laughs> so look. <laughs> It's not creepy if she gives you the eye contact and the smile. 
I'm not That's saying that some women won't like bait and switch you, give you the eye contact and smile and then be a jerk to you. Of course, that will happen on occasion. But for the most part, if she gives you the eye contact and smile, that's your signal that you can approach. Okay. And you aren't creepy if you're cherishing her feelings. So it really, you know, you tell her what you want. I want to take you to dinner. How do you feel about that? Okay. So as long, it's okay to control a woman if you cherish her. And it's okay to manipulate a man if you respect him. These words don't have any value judgment in them inherently. It's just um, what we assign them. So, you know, as long as you're cherishing of her feelings, then you don't really need to be worried about being creepy. You know, creepy is when a girl says no and you keep going. That's creepy. Okay. That's being a, a jerk. Yeah. All right. Okay. So yeah, let me know how it goes. Okay. Thanks. You are welcome. Okay, you guys, I'm going to wrap it up now. Um, Cause it's after seven, but come back next week um, and bring your questions then. Or of course you can always reach out to me in between this week and next. Um you know how to do that. I'll put it in the chat one more time though. You can find me on Instagram, on TikTok. You can sign up for one of the packages. I'll be launching my podcast soon. Oh, it's already up. It's kind of in a soft launch. So that link is there. And um, yeah, that's basically it. I'll see you next week. If not before.